The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's jazz it up, let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy, licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music. So let's get talking. Welcome to the program. I am your host, Laura Theodore. I'm so happy you've joined me today for this absolutely incredible show because we have the amazing, the one and only Carol Maylard joining us today. She's a accomplished actress, and she's performed in film, television, on stage. She is a singer, songwriter. Oh, we'll get into all that later on. And Carol and I have known each other for many, many moons. We starred together in a little show off-Broadway many years ago called Beehive. And uh, we shared a dressing room and have stayed in touch on and off. But I am so happy that we are going to be sharing music from her incredible group, Sweet Honey in the Rock. And we're going to be talking about Carol's career. And, well, she's an amazing gal, so please stick around. But I do want to thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. I know you have so many different podcasts you can listen to. And I am so happy you have chosen this one today. Well, let's just bring Carol on. Carol Maylard is an accomplished actress. She's performed in film, television, and on stage. Carol is also a professional singer, songwriter, poet, and producer. And although Carol originally attended the Catholic University of America on a scholarship as a violin performance major, she soon began writing music and performing with the drama department and eventually changed her major to theater. And It brought her to the D.C. Black Repertory Company and the beginnings of the vocal ensemble that was to become the Grammy Award-winning a cappella ensemble, Sweet Honey in the Rock. And I'd like to welcome her to the program today. How are you today, Carol? I am excellent, Laura. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you. 
Well, I am so happy that you are here because uh, we have known each other for a very long time. But very I, long. Yeah, very long time. Longer than we'd like <laughs> to say on this show. <laughs> but I have been a big fan for so many years of Sweet Honey in the Rock, and I am just so blessed to have you here today, finally, on this program. But I want to talk a little bit about you first, because you were a violin player, very accomplished. But what initially prompted you to move from violin as your focus to theater? Well, you know, Laura, ever since... Now, this is like me going back. I don't ever remember me saying I wanted to do anything in my life other than be an actress. And that was when I was really small. I wanted to do what I saw people doing on the television. So, you know, as a kid, you know how we are when we're entertainers by nature. You're always dancing and singing and acting and coming up with, with accents and just being weird in the house, but they tolerate you and let you stay there. My grandmother thought I was out of my mind, but I always knew that that was what I wanted to do. I didn't sing growing up. I didn't make any music. I played piano when I was in the glee club, that kind of thing. But when I got to high school, I was trying to go into the glee club and my best friend at the time, Gail Dingle, she said, Carol, everybody we know is going into the orchestra. She said, leave, you know, come on, come on with me. And we ran down the hall. I went to the orchestra room. She said, and tell Sister Giovanni you want to play violin. And that was what I did. And that was when the violin and the music took me to Catholic University, which got me started writing music for different theatrical productions at the, uh, in the drama department. I would just write little songs, and I was in a show, and next thing I knew, the director of the theater department said, you know, I really like you, and you really should be in the theater department. If you change your major or change your mind, come on over to us. Wow. And eventually, I went from violin performance uh, to uh, the drama department. I went to Germany twice on a USO tour with the company, lots of musicals, special events, com- conventions, theater pieces. And that was, and then while I was in DC at Catholic U, I joined the DC Black Repertory Theater Company. Cause like I said, from a little kid, all I ever wanted to be was an actress. Amazing. Amazing. And just, I know there've just been so many highlights, but just choose one or two of the highlights, things that really kind of uh, stick in your mind of your incredible acting career. Oh, my theatrical career. Wow. I think, I think my first Broadway contract. That was very exciting. I ended up, I uh, was 79. I did... Um, I was this understudy and, hmm. uh, on the Broadway production of UB. Oh. And I stood by for the five singers. Mm-hmm. I got Great to go show. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I got to work with Elena Reed and Greg Lee and Maurice Hines, uh, Jeffrey Thompson. So many uh, wonderful and amazing performers. That was a, and I was with them for almost the show till, for about five months until it mm-hmm. closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a highlight. I think working at the public theater 
and becoming acquainted with uh, Antisaki Shange, uh, what Joe Papp, being in that family of, of, of uh, uh, performers and directors and producers, going to Australia with For Colored Girls. Mm. That was mine. That really was. That was a game changer. That was really fun. Ah, I'm laughing. I'm seeing all these beautiful images, but we, we really delivered that show in fine style. Mm-hmm. And I would say associated with that, another highlight was doing uh, the TV show for PBS, mm-hmm. American Playhouse. I think it was maybe the first or second season for Colored Girls was featured in uh, American Playhouse. So those Amazing. are some of the early highlights. I mean, there have been many more things that have been really, really special, but I think those those early, early days, early adventures into my theatrical career. Uh, I love the theater. I love acting. I, I just, that's the thing that really mm, does it for me in terms of my inspiration. I really you, love performing. Well, you're a great actor. Yeah. You're a great actor. That I can Thank say. You. A great actor, a great singer. Um, of course, we've sung together, and I just, yeah. I, do, I think you're so talented, and that's why Thanks. I am so happy that you are part of uh, Sweet Honey in the Rock. And I, I just think what you guys have done is so incredible. I just look up to you. You have really kept with your mission all these years. But for those who are listening today who are not familiar with you and your goals and your music, just talk a little bit first about how Sweet Honey in the Rock began in the first place. Yes. Uh, like, like I was explaining earlier, while I was at Catholic University, I auditioned for a new theater company that was going to happen in Washington, D.C., started by, at that time, he was a very uh, famous and well-known actor, Robert Hooks, who was instrumental and one of the founders of the Negro Ensemble Company. He wanted to do a similar kind of a repertory theater in Washington, D.C., and uh, training uh, professional actors, training uh, workshops, vocal classes. So we were having vocal classes with uh, Dr., well, at the time, Bernice Johnson Regan, and she was the vocal director for our theater productions. So it didn't matter what kind of sounds or music, anything that we needed that, that was outside of saying lines, she was responsible for training our voices so that we could do just about anything. We could, we can even, we can even make the sound of a rock, what we thought a rock sounded like. So while we were doing all this music, one of the gentlemen in the theater company, he was in the professional company. His name uh, was Lee Tari. And Lee really thought we should have a vocal ensemble. We had a dance company. We had the professional company, the workshop. Let's have a singing group. Bernice, Bernice, can we have a singing group? Bernice was studying for her doctorate at the time, and she also had two small children, and she just had too much to do. Bernice, can we have a singing group, please, please? So finally she said, okay, I'll help you put the group together. We had lots of rehearsals, men and women. One of the first songs she taught us 
was something she said, I have been working on this. This melody is staying with me. It was, sweet honey in the rock. No, it tastes like honey in the rock. And that's from an old, old spiritual uh, blind name beforehand made popular uh, in the late 20s, early 30s, I think, called There is Honey in the Rock. You go to a land that's so rich, land of milk and honey, if you open a rock, honey will flow from that rock. So we kept rehearsing and five people show up, nine people show up, and one day only four of us showed up. Mae Fredericks, Louise Robinson, and me, and Bernice was putting, you know, working on putting an ensemble together, and she said, but we don't have a group. And Louise said, yes, we do. Let's just keep singing. Let's sing, all four of us. And next thing you knew, we had a singing group called Sweet Honey in the Rock. Wow. We performed in 1973, November 17th at Howard University for a wow. blues festival. Yeah, Amazing. that was our first appearance. Wow, yeah. and you have been and everywhere. Almost, yeah, and almost 50 years later, Laura, 2023 is our 50th anniversary. So next fall, I guess you could say, I think next fall, we will launch On the Road to 50 and Beyond. Amazing. So we'll see what after that, right? Yes, and you've been all over the place, all over the world. You've traveled. You've done so many mm-hmm. things. And um, But I think the most important thing, aside from the incredible music that you make and the incredible vibe that you have and uh, the message that you um, you give us all of, of peace and hope and, and even the hope for, for happiness in the world. But really, mm-hmm. what is the core of Sweet Honey in the Rocks? What is there? What is your mission in a nutshell? I would say in a nutshell, we have uh, we to educate, to entertain, and to empower. To let people know that they have a voice that they can always speak up and do whatever it is in your family, in your community, at your workplace, in this country. You, you have a say because simply by, by just you exist. You have a voice, you have a spirit, you have a point of view, and you are valid, and all of those things are so worthy to making the whole planet a better place. Um, to ed- educate we always want young people listening to our music and feeling like they, you know, that, that same thing, that they are empowered to use their voice, no matter how old you are, young you are. Um, and we want people who have never had a Sweet Honey experience, come to it for the first time, learn something not only about yourself, but about what's going on in the world, social issues. Everything doesn't have to always be, you know, out on the street fighting, yes. doing all this stuff, it's, it can be as subtle as changing your outlook on how you walk in this world. What do you value? Where's your integrity? Who do you uplift? And, of course, to entertain. We want people to enjoy the experience of being in a Sweet Honey um, uh, audience mm-hmm. virtually or listening to the music, or actually coming to an event. 
How you walk in this world. How you walk in this world. Mm-hmm. So beautifully said. Man, mm, I yeah. really, really, I, I believe in that. I really do, Carol. Uh, I, I think we have to talk about that in just a moment because I, I want to let mm-hmm. everybody know. Uh, it's sweethoneyintherock.org. Sweethoneyintherock.org. I want everyone to go there after the program today. And uh, you'll find information about Carol today and everybody else that's in the group and and hear some uh, little clips of their fantastic music. Let's just talk about the how you walk, how you walk. Just talk a little bit about that phrase and your personal beliefs in that. Well, I believe that people... I. I really got to think about sharing kindness, kindness, um, being generous, generosity of spirit, honesty, calling out bullshit when you see it in a loving way, if you can, you know. So um, I really do try, uh, I, you know, I hit, mm-mm-mm. I hit a benchmark this year with my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I would call myself officially a young elder. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have, uh, I'm going to be hopeful and say I have 30 more summers to share on, on this planet. You know, if I make it to be a, a such a, what is a such a generian, mm-hmm. that would be a moment. Thing, but I always want people to say, oh, Maylard, yeah, she was a good person. She was loving, giving, kind, open-hearted, and uh, no nonsense. No nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, that's, not honest. Yeah. 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 But the kindness, the kindness thing, mm-hmm. that's, that's something that I think, even though we've spoken few and far between over the past many years since we worked together, mm-hmm. um, that's how I always feel comfortable when we have just, oh, hello, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? You know, just just in passing because the main thing in my mind that I get from you is kindness. So important. And it's something that we yeah. don't often see enough of, particularly in the entertainment world uh, for whatever yeah. reason. But I think that, that kindness is a thing that is Really, really the most important thing in, in life, uh, of course, good health is the most important thing that we want yeah. for ourselves and our family. But kindness is the thing that we project. And I think that um, it's become my mission and my goal. And I think that it's really, I wish we could accomplish that in the world, because if we just accomplish that in the world, that would fix a lot of things, don't you think? Yeah, I do. I just, and and it's sometimes people... You know, there, there, there's a, um, an element of humanity that looks at that kind of being kind to other people as weakness, as some kind of a, a deficit of character, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, to, and it takes, I think it takes a lot of courage to use love as an action word, that that is how you act and you act in a loving, kind way. It takes courage. Yes. It really does because the negative energy can overwhelm you. It's a very easy place to sit, to to snipe and to be negative and haughty, you know, with your comments and, oh, you're just so above, you know, everything else. But to be kind and loving in the face of adversity, woo yeah. Yeah, 
I agree. That takes some. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm speaking with the incredible, the amazing Carol Maillard, and she has performed in film, television, on stage. She is a professional singer, songwriter. She's a poet. She's a producer. And you can learn about her incredible group, SweetHoneyInTheRock.org. That's SweetHoneyInTheRock.org. I urge you to go there and uh, explore the website after the program today. Listen, purchase some of their music, and uh, learn more about Carol there as well. Well, it's gone by a so quickly. I hope we don't wait another oh, 30 years to, to, to talk, to, to do something. We'll have to yeah, do another Barbara. Yeah, we'll have to do another interview uh, in next winter at Christmas. But before you leave me today, I want you to talk just a little bit about this song, Sweet Honey in the Rock, that I'm going to be playing one of the versions of on the program today. Yeah. Well, uh, like I, I, I told this a little earlier in the story, um, in my story, that Bernice, when we had our first rehearsal, she taught us um, this melody of a song that she had been um, thinking about. Um, and I don't remember if she said her father was a Baptist preacher, and I don't remember if she said that her father had preached the sermon and the song came to her or the song came to her and she asked him, where did I come up with this? In Psalm, in Psalm 81, in the Old Testament, I believe that, there is, that, that there's a passage that talks about this land that is the land of milk and honey that is so rich. If you crack, crack a rock, sweet honey will flow from it. One of the great things that has happened in the evolution of the group, I think at some point the ladies who were, who were still singing the song said, you know, this is a great uh, uh, I, I don't know the right word. I want to say comparison. Maybe that's not the word. But black women have that element of being hard as a rock being strong, being unbreakable. But if you are, uh, I would say, wise, loving, and kind and can crack that rock, you will find nothing but beautiful golden sweetness from that, from the heart of a black woman. Um, so the Sweet Honey in the Rock has a lot of meanings for the ladies in the group. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Psalm, 81. Psalm, yeah, Psalm, Psalm 81. 81 in I the Old it. Testament. I love it. Well, we're going to be playing that uh, tune in just a moment. Um, but okay. I just have to thank you so much, Carol, for taking the time out of your day and for being with us and spreading the love and spreading the kindness and I do hope we get to do this again, perhaps when you are touring and celebrating 50th. I'd I'd love to have you back on the program again. We'll celebrate. And thank you so much for being here today, Carol. Oh, I'm so happy. I had a great time talking with you. God bless and keep you and your family. Be well. Bye-bye. Sweet
honey in the rock, sweet sweet honey in the rock, honey in the rock, the rock, the rock, sweet sweet honey in the rock, the rock, the rock, sweet sweet honey in the rock, 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 sweet sweet honey in the rock, in the rock, sweet 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 honey in the rock, sweet with their tune, Sweet, Sweet Honey. And you can learn more about Sweet Honey in the Rock and Carol Maillard at sweethoneyintherock.org. That's sweethoneyintherock.org. I do urge you to go there after this program today because uh, there's so much to learn about them and you can learn all about their music. And we uh, regularly play their music on other podcasts, uh, the Laura Theodore podcast, uh, that is. And so I want you to tune in and, uh, well, listen to their music more, both on their website and on this podcast. Well, as always, this has gone by way too quickly. I want to thank you enough for visiting us. And I know you've got a lot of podcasts to listen to, but uh, I thank you for being here. And I do hope that you will tune in to our television program, Jazzy Vegetarian. It airs every Sunday and every Monday all across the nation on Create TV. And if you go to Create TV, Dot com. That's createtv.com. You can learn if the program is airing in your broadcast area. And if you want to learn more about us, get lots and lots of jazzy-licious recipes, visit jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. We have over 400 recipes there, lots of videos, some clips from the television show, uh, links to other episodes of this fantastic podcast, and so, so, so much more. 
So until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. the Jazzy Vegetarian. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.